0: The story of the path to coldness in love is well known. We start off full of affection for one another and then, with time, feelings fade. We start prioritising work. We check our phones while they're speaking. We don't especially want to hear how their day went. There's a popular surface explanation for this kind of emotional frost. That people naturally get bored of one another in the same way as they get bored with everything else. The gadget that once seemed so amazing, the film they used to love. Going cold is, in this story, simply the unavoidable consequence of familiarity. But there's another explanation, darker at first, but in the end more hopeful. The loss of interest isn't either natural or inevitable. The boredom is something at once more complicated and more active. It exists because we feel hurt by, angry with or scared of our partner, and because we haven't found a cathartic way to tell ourselves or them about it. Tuning out isn't inevitable. It's a symptom of disavowed emotional distress. It's a way of coping. We're internally numbed, not just a touch bored. This can sound strange. After all, we might have no active sense that our partner has been hurting, angering or frightening us. The idea appears laughable or extreme. It makes our partners sound like monsters, or ourselves like weaklings, neither of which is true. But the self that loves within a relationship is not the normal adult self we know from other zones of our lives. We may mostly be hugely resourceful and resilient, but the person who loves is an infinitely more vulnerable being. We should imagine it like a smaller, younger, more defenseless version of ourselves that lives in our heads and is no tougher and not much wiser than we were as babies, which is when so many of our needs for and ideas about love were formed. It's this vulnerable self that continues to direct our hearts, even if we're six foot two with a pointy beard. The loving self has a gossamer-thin ego. It gets hurt, frightened and upset with desperate ease. You could deeply distress it by interrupting it during a story it's telling you about the sandwich it had for lunch, by not asking it enough about the little spot it got on its arm yesterday, by preferring a book to cuddling, or being a bit tricky about what channel it should watch on TV. Of course, these are, by ordinary adult standards, tiny slights but we don't love by adult standards. These small arrows are enough to wound the self that loves to its tender emotional core. Ideally, of course, the small self would at once point out what's happened. It would carefully explain that it had been frustrated and hurt. Its voice would be measured, undefensive and charming. But mostly, it just stays silent. That's forgivable it doesn't properly understand what's wrong. It just knows it's in pain and is driven by an instinct to withdraw and protect itself, which translates into behavior that looks pretty cold. If the adult self had to give voice to the loving self's upset
1: Wow! Uh-oh, it's Monday! The Voice of Reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580 with another thought-provoking relationship topic. Really quickly before I delve deep into the questions, I had a guest, a special guest for tonight. He canceled uh, at the last moment, but he'll be back on Monday. I'm not going to tell you who he is. He's never been on the show before, but I'm excited to have him. And do you know my television show airs tonight? 9 p.m. Soon as I get off the air. All you got to do is download the Our TV 78 app. That's O-U-R TV 78. Download the app and right at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Boom. My episode of The Situation Shift shall air. Also, before we dig into the topic. Do you know we have what is known as KBLA swag bags to give away? It's my turn to give it away. Listen, if you're the second caller right now, right now, right now, if you're the second caller, you will win win a KBLA Talk 1580 swag bag and entrance into our exclusive second anniversary party on Juneteenth. On Monday, June 19th, you... Listen, it's going to be cool. You're going to be hanging out with all of our talk show hosts, some amazing artists who will be performing live on stage, food, drink, dancing, and lots of fun as we celebrate the second anniversary of your favorite talk radio station. Congratulations to caller number two right now. From your friends at KBLA Talk 1580, the number to dial, 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. Whoever is number two gets the swag bag courtesy of Zodiggity. (laughs) Number two, if you got them, Andy, we already know. Andy, I want to know their name once you get it. Now, on to tonight's topic. Is your love tank close to being empty all relationships go through it highs and lows but as the clip that uh uh you know set up the show talked about it's not it's more than just boredom it could be a a protective mechanism right where someone has been hurt and The only way they know how to process is to withdraw and get cold. Tonight's topic, is your love tank close to being empty? I know there are people out there. Oh, yes. I know there are people out there who are struggling with this. Dealing with this, I want you to call in and talk to me tonight. The number to dial is one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. What are the signs a relationship is coming to an end? Hmm? What are the signs of a relationship that is running out of gas? Can you convince someone to stay when they're ready to go? What happens when your love tank hits the big E? Huh? How do you know if a relationship has run its course? What are the signs of a relationship coming to an end? How long is too long to wait for a relationship to get back on track? One 1580 Call me right now. I need to know. How do you deal with it? Are you dealing with it? What have What has been the challenges for you? Come on, you already know what this is. Non judgmental discussion about real topics around. Relationships. Agree or disagree? One of the key signs your relationship is ending is that you no longer, oh, this is tough. Gosh, is that you are no longer vulnerable and open with your partner. A cornerstone of happy relationships is that both partners feel comfortable being truly open to sharing thoughts and opinions with one another now that's tricky it's hard because sometimes your partner will bring up things that you don't want to hear that you're reluctant to hear that you're resistant to hear and let me just say sometimes relationships have really pliable safe spaces meaning oh you can say whatever you want to say uh to me um if it's not something I don't want to hear or if it's not something I disagree with. Right. I think uh, and this is something that I'm trying to master. I haven't mastered it. See, I don't have a problem telling you what's wrong with me. I've had I have a problem mastering this. Sometimes if, if it's something I don't agree with or if something I don't want to hear, I'm a bit more reluctant to receive it. Does that happen to you? And if that does happen, does that contribute to your coldness? one 800 1580 Call me, call me, call me. Ever wonder where to start when your love runs out of gas? So, so maybe, right? Maybe counseling, divorce in the relationship, keystroke, Stalking, let me see where they've been on social media. GPS tracking, turn a blind eye to cheating, make nice, or turn into a raging lunatic. What are your options here? How do you know if the spark is gone out of your relationship? 1-800-9-2015-80, the voice of reason has returned when I come forward. I'm asking more questions, and I'm going to the phone lines. You know.
2: The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe
1: Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Love TKO. Sometimes we get knocked off our square, man. Sometimes we get knocked off our square. And when that happens, we just don't have the capacity you know to pour into the positive side of our relationships and if something happens in your relationship that causes in other words let me give you an example when i say if something happens you know uh if somebody cheats right and you know the other party wants to move forward or both parties want to move forward, they agree to move forward, but say the party that has been hurt by the cheating hasn't had the opportunity to express or share their distrust, their anger, their disappointment, they may cope by shutting down the love. I I know it's, it's difficult. It happens in real time, in real life. How do you refill refill the the love gas tank? Right. And this is giving you an example of how something can spur that on. Because in real life, relationships lose steam on their own. You know, to no fault. You know, of each party in real life, relationships can lose steam on their own. But if you've done something, if you've committed some type of infraction. You know, one of the coping mechanisms for moving on is being cold. The person who was hurt. You know, can can become cold, despondent. Anxious, depressed, withdrawn, all of this can happen. Agree or disagree, emotional detachment can be helpful if you use it purposely, such as by setting boundaries with certain peoples or groups. Boundaries can help you maintain a healthy distance from people who demand too much of your emotional attention or They can set an emotional boundary for a significant other that hurt you, that you're not ready to let go. Sometimes coldness is the response and the reaction to staying in it when you're not emotionally fulfilled or satisfied or you're still hurt. Gosh, this is tough. Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia, get in here.
3: Right up in the fire with it. What up with you, huh?
1: Yes, sir. What's happening?
3: Ain't not uh, too much. Man, I even, I missed the setup, but I feel like it's just straight from the spirit time right now. It's about how to how to refill that that love tank, huh?
1: How do you do it? <sighs> uh, yeah,
3: I think uh identify the fuel first and foremost right
1: identify the <laughs> fuel wow yeah let's
3: let's go let's go straight there that's what, <laughs> let's figure out what is going to like am i taking it unleaded do i require premium is this like an electric scooter like what's what type of <laughs> is it solar powered <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we got the wind turbines like what we working with um and i think Really, though, it... Like, I remember reading your... I love the way that you frame all the topics with the questions and all. And one question that stuck out to me was... um, I think it was something about, like, should you be waiting to, like, figure out if you want to stay with somebody? Like, how much time you should give yourself or somebody else and all of that?
1: Right. And, man,
3: I think, for me, that's heavy because it's like... I believe that, first and foremost each of us individually need to decide that we're going to be true to ourselves first and foremost, before we worry about anything else. Like if somebody going to stay with us or this and the third, like personally, I believe that as long as we have clarity about who we are and we can be more quickened in our decision-making sometimes, I think that really helps because a lot of it is like, I think that that level of uncertainty, Sometimes I think we, we leave too much room for error, and it's like our own fault.
4: Mm.
3: Because as long as we're able to, even it into like the most recent topic too, like as long as we can just lean into what's true with the level head at least, you know what I'm saying? Even if that's like, look, okay, right now I feel a bit overwhelmed off the strength of my spirit. I need 38 minutes and 14 seconds. I'll get right back with you, Queen if you can lean into it and that's real, like and you're dealing with someone that is allowing you both to have healthy space, you know, um, respecting one another's processes or the whole of what's going on. I think as long as you're able to not run away from expressing how you feel or communicating what you feel is necessary for y'all to progress, I believe there's always, you know, a way to, to move through something. But I think once we start making these, excuses like that whole adage is like you know if you want to find or if something means enough to you you'll find a way and if not you'll find an excuse i think all of that really really plays into the pocket so maybe the fuel for me is just a relentless kind of approach or stance to remain true to myself and that's what i would want with my partner too so whatever we need to pour into one another or maybe i could give you the the ride to your station, you know what I'm saying, whatever it is, as long as you, again, are moving in presence, I think you, uh, I don't know if it applies for everybody, but you will want presence and all of the truth and love that comes through just being happy and fulfilled within or just in the moment, appreciating life and union, period. Like, that should help restore your spirits in a more healthy context. I think that's one good way to start, at least kind of reviewing the check engine lights or whatever's going on,
1: man. But what about the flip of that? What about, say, say you hurt somebody. You disappointed them. You broke their heart. And the only style of dealing with it, you know, that they may have, especially if they want to stay, is to withdraw. Do you allow them? Mm. Shouldn't you allow them the space the space and the grace to kind of just work through it, especially if they want to stay.
3: Absolutely. You know, from the from the from the chest, it feel good. <laughs> like,
1: but what uh, if but what if staying means it's not the same? They're not as loving. They're not as affectionate. They've shut down everything, but they're still there. How yeah, long I, I mean, how but, long does one deal with that kind of interaction with someone that loves them and wants to stay?
3: So being like if you want to receive an end of an approach like that to me, if you accept that, then all you're doing is accepting a shell of your partner. Like at the yeah, end of the day.
1: Why do you say that? And
3: if that because if someone in their honesty is communicating to you that in other words, that what I gathered, the essence of that is that at least for a time, they're kind of putting you on notice. Like, look, well, you can maintain the idea that I am still your partner, but the substance of our relationship is no longer valid. Like, it's no, it's honestly not there anymore.
1: Do you believe that? Present- well, that's, that's one way to look at it. That's one way. That's what it it looked
3: like to me, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't think that that's universally applied. That's one way to look at it. One could really just be processing, you know, whatever happened. And they need that time to just process. Maybe that's the case, too. Maybe it's not just Mm -hmm. you can believe that we're still together. If they profess their love for you, if they want to stay, maybe... They actually need the time to restore trust, to restore uh connection and closeness. maybe, maybe they mm-hmm. need time to re you know what I'm saying? To rediscover that. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, and the context, like the the nuance and the details, I think they were all come into place like in consideration. Like um it's hard well. Trying to put myself in that mindset of like, you know, I might have hurt someone and they saying they need to withdraw that in a way is not necessarily a red flag, but the act of withdrawing takes you away from presence in the same breath to me. Just on the surface level.
1: Oh, stay there, brother. So, uh, stay there. I got
3: you. Stay
1: there. My brother, Nazarene X from Atlanta, Georgia, is giving us some pretty interesting insights. What are your insights? What happens when a relationship starts to run out of gas? I want to know what you think about it. When we come forward, the phone lines are wide open 1 800 920 1580.
2: Fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk
5: 1580. See, why can't we be by ourselves sometimes? See, I've been having this on my mind for a long time.
4: I just want.
5: So bad.
6: to do is for your child is that you want the best for the best in them that's what you want and that's what you want from people that you surround yourself with now they'll hold you to a high standard if that's the case right because whenever you degenerate in any of the multiple ways that you're likely to degenerate they're going to like whack you on the back of the head and say you know clue the hell in you know you're you're demeaning yourself you're less than you could be and there's real judgment in that and it's harsh Mm -hmm. you know but with friends, it's the same thing. You want friends, they're not friends if they're not these people. You want friends who, when something good happens to you, they're that's good for you, right? They're happy about that. They're not like all bitter and resentful underground and like saying horrible things behind your back and telling you how they did something that was better and trying to drag you down. It's like, that's not helpful. And then when something bad happens to you and you go to them and you say, look, this terrible thing happened to me, First of all they don't try to top it with some like horrible thing that happened to them because they don't have the patience to listen and second they're not secretly gloating about the fact that catastrophe finally befell you it's like they're actually hurt by it and that that chapter's an injunction is like take a look at the people that are around you and if they're not on the side of what's good for you then walk away because Well, first of all, that's best for them too. If you put up with that, all you're doing is enabling it. It's like, well, it's okay that you mistreat me in a way that's harmful to me and everyone else. It's like, actually, no, that is not okay. It's not in it's not the least bit okay. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to help someone when they're down. That's a whole different issue. Sometimes someone's on an incorrigible path. There's just nothing you can do. You know, maybe they're aiming down. They're aiming down hard. And they're bitter and everything they do is to produce misery, virtually everything. Mm-hmm. And you have to detach yourself from that. It's like I always think about it from the perspective of a lifeguard. So if you're training to be a lifeguard, one of the things that you're trained to do
1: is to approach. And you know, it's crazy about what Jordan Peterson is saying. Sometimes. You hurt your partner. They withdraw. You define the withdrawing as the, the tank. You know, the love tank getting low and going on E. But sometimes they withdraw because you haven't created a safe space for them to vent at how you hurt them. Right. So they want to vent. They want to get it off their chest. They want to let you know to the magnitude, to the depth of how badly you hurt them. But they also feel like there will be a resistance in you when they unleash their truth on how they feel about how you made them feel or what you've done to them. Right. But the reality of it is, if you're guilty of it. You're supposed to kind of open up and allow them to lash out a little. And I'm not saying in an abusive manner, I'm saying in a truthful, unapologetic, top-down, this is how you made me feel. And the way I'm acting is a clear result of how you made me feel like this is not a safe space or how you made me feel like you don't honor or respect this relationship. And what's interesting about what Jordan Peters uh, Peter's was saying very interesting sometimes your closest friends gives you tough love and in a lot of cases especially if they're really good friends you tend to accept the reprimand that comes from your friends why is it that many men myself included Can't take that reprimand from my woman. The woman I hurt. The woman I disappointed. The woman I let down. So when it's time for her to flip it and reprimand me in much the same way. As my friends are allowed to reprimand me. Because my definition of friendship is you got to pull my coattail if you really got my back. Why do we label it as an attack, and then buy into the empty tank idea when our woman is pulling our coattails for behavior that is un or for, for behavior that is detrimental to the team? Woo hoo! I know, brothers, ain't never seen it that way, huh? Uh oh, here come Andy. Andy, Andy, your thoughts controversial but we ain't trying to hear that <laughs> we gotta hear it if we gonna hear it from our brothers understood understood but um i felt like we we talked about this months before but it's like um <clears throat> sometimes you just want to come home and you just don't want to hear nothing you just you want her to be be my peace. but andy if you caused a disruption in the relationship don't you have to provide Grace and space for her to let loose on you. 100%, but doesn't mean it feels good. So I think part of manhood, part of leadership, and part of that sacred word men throw around, accountability, is to allow her to break some dishes. Absolutely. <laughs> yay one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty what are your thoughts tonight we on fire. Let me get my brother Nazarene X back in here. Wrap <laughs> your thought, good brother.
3: <laughs> hey uh, so you said, oh girl, do you need room to <laughs> tear up some paper plates? Like, paper plates. Talking about yeah, he's talking about dishes. Not everybody got dishes in the crib. Hey, like, that's that. my mama China.
4: Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I'm doing the most. Grab them little party cups, But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like again, just within context. I mean, if you are really involved with someone and there's a like a conscious infraction made, right? Like something that is not fictitious, it's not far left, but something that both parties can identify, you know, as adults and say there was some type of wrongdoing done or, you know, just somebody's feelings are hurt. I think again and there, um we don't have to make a big deal out of little things. And it's not to belittle the types of things that couples can go through, right?
1: Uh uh-uh. uh, hold but again, on, oh, hold on. I can't let you do that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I can't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, <laughs> can't, no I can't. No, 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 no. I can't <laughs> let you do that. You cannot <laughs> marginalize the hurt you cause. Stay with me, Nazarene. When we come forward, Nazarene got to clean this up.
2: Is it good to, you? good to you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Yeah! You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, as usual, is on fire tonight. That's Maya moving on. That was a cold little time. The 90s, boy, it was fire back then. Maya was on fire yeah the voice of reason is live what happens when your love tank is on empty the vor is live from leimert park we are at none other than this is historic this is legendary kbla did you know juneteenth june 19th is the second year anniversary and in two years we're already legend do you understand we're already legendary in two years We're legendary. The Voice of Reason has been here just a little under a year and a half, and I've been on fire since day one. The fire has always been lit, and I'm telling you, not just regular smoldering rocks. I'm talking about lava flows, pyroclastic intellectual lava flows from day one, and we're going to keep it lit. Nazarene X, get in here.
3: right, yeah, yeah, man. You trying to blame me for something I didn't do, though. huh? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, what, hold on, man. Right, man. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to minimize anything real that we, as couples, go through. Now, if, if I find myself to be at fault, i say so. Be it, I fully accept that, acknowledge that, and will stand on what I did first like not make excuses about it you know it's that type of thing you just you own up to it and wear a way through <laughs> you know whatever obstacle is presented itself presents itself then be down to just see it through and like, be but grateful no, that shit.
1: this is where you kind of drove off the road
3: where well, i go uh,
1: if you ever use this is small to somebody that's hurting You've marginalized how they feel. Right. So, right. If you, so, so if you frame it as, come on now, let's come <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, let's go. Right. They're going right. to be like, oh, right. so I, I I, don't have a space to feel. You did right. it to me. So I, mm. I, I don't have a moment to just say, you know what, that was really horrible what you did. And I want to tell right. you about it.
7: See, Mm -hmm. so
1: what happens is, Nazarene, when we limit that, and I, listen, man, I'm speaking from experiential facts. (laughs) Soon as, Mm -hmm. soon as, hey, (laughs) come on, get through it, pick it up, let's go. We can't, then it feels like, yo, you're being dismissive and you're marginalizing. So you got to be careful with the words you choose.
3: Unc, you have an extremely potent... Point right there, right? But I believe that more times than not, from this side of the fence, when men in this breath are coming with that type of energy, especially if it wasn't something like really "quote unquote" done wrong, then what we're speaking to is more of a level of encouragement or enthusiasm that push, and sometimes
1: okay, wait a minute, because you didn't hit on something. What is really hasn't done
3: something wrong? All right, look. It's like if, let me see if I just pull from a real-world example. All right, so, for example, if a woman communicates to me that her feelings are hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And she needs time to express the, uh, the fullness of how she feels. I can dig that, right? Like I can leave space for that. I'm not saying, hey, get over it. Hey, this and the third. It's like, again, if I'm clear that what has been hurt, what's wrong is you feel hurt by X, Y, Z. Then the floor being open is like welcome to you expressing your feel uh, your feelings to the fullest. Now, if because not always with women do they really want to deal with, quote-unquote, what hurt them. Sometimes it's more about them just having that space to express how they feel. And that works on both good and bad sides.
1: So two things. You're right in one sense. Space, and this goes bi-directional. I don't believe that this is a unidirectional point. It's a bi-directional point. Men should have the space to express how they really feel, and women should have the the space to do the same in context of a relationship. But the other piece is you did something wrong, and you might be pushing the get-over-it narrative, and that could cause her to shut down in a myriad of ways and go cold. And vice versa. If a man isn't allowed to express the truth of what's on his mind, what's on his heart, and a woman is like, oh come on now. Do you get what I'm saying? He <laughs> yeah, can shut saying. down <laughs>
3: too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, like it's I guess it's the subtleties, right? Because you're not uh being dismissive about how your partner feels. That's not the move to make when you're trying to cultivate and enjoy a healthy relationship. You're not belittling them because everybody has their little quirks or whatnot, too. It's like some things hurt one party in a different way or affect the party in a different way than, you know, the other person. So any type of get over it uh, type of push to the tone that you're speaking on, like, yeah, that's kind of out of pocket and yeah, that's where you can cause somebody to want to shut up or again, because I think it's about feeling that air of, uh, being receptive to one another's fullness. Cause that's what it's all, it's all about. Like if you are the person that's pushing someone to just quote unquote, get over something, then you're the one that's actually shut down to more of the whole of the moment of that expression of that conversation of what's going on. However, I think that, Again, back to this whole thing about the fuel, right? To an extent, especially if we are locked into this mode where typically speaking, again, not to bang on women. I'm sure men do it too, but you hear about a lot of this. Like, well, where are we going? I want to go somewhere. What are we doing here? Like in terms of a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like you'll hear that I want to be going somewhere, but it's like, all right, cool. And now we on the road, we in motion and we broken down. We ran out of fuel. Now we on the side of the road, so to speak. We're not going to spend the next three hours just talking about how we out of fuel no more. Mm. Especially if you came into the equation like we're focused on achieving this goal of getting somewhere. So for the sake of, uh, how you say, prioritizing, right? delegation even, or whatever, like the communication is, I like clean, cool. We can walk together to this fuel station, and and along the way, tell me all about it. But I'm going to make sure we get the fuel, and you're still protected, so that we can continue to get to where we need to go. Versus it being sometimes, you're held into this prison of not being able to see when you're expressing yourself I believe there are, there are different folds, but a lot of times, like we can get tripped up if we don't have a quote unquote point. Like again, there's no point of us seeking out, uh, like a solar power station if y'all are running on fossil fuel. <laughs> like it's just again, you gotta be on the same page. Or again, back to the tone of alignment and not you know, saying that someone else is tripping, especially, again, if something has been communicated and you're both with detail, what have you, you're clear about what the transgression is or whatever the experience is. Like, say if it's quote-unquote something small and like, I don't like the way you...
1: But Naz, I hear where you're going with this, but the bottom line is this. Transaction, transaction, uh, or not transaction, infraction in a relationship, the party who did it, has to sit with it if the other party <laughs> wants to stay. The party who did it has to sit with it if Yay. the other party wants to stay. Hey, brother, it's the top of the hour. You're I got no running move from Do
3: your thing. Yeah, let's I rock. Let's rock. you. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah, laughs>
1: listen, when we come forward, we're gonna get the women's point of view. We on fire tonight. <laughs>
5: no more So
2: I've been sleeping all KBLA 1580
8: Santa Monica Late night food and drinks started at $4 on dental clothes close at B-Dubs. Limited time at participating locations Offers days and times may vary. Drink responsibly Void where prohibited. Tax and
1: fees
0: extra it's my
2: In the month of June, we're giving away gear from the KBLA.store to say thank you for your support of KBLA Talk 1580 as we celebrate our second anniversary. Each weekday, a different host will be giving away fresh merch to one lucky caller. All you have to do is keep it locked to KBLA Talk 1580 throughout the day, and our host will tell you when to dial in and when. It's our way of showing appreciation to you for helping make KBLA Talk 1580 the most trusted, credible, and reliable source of information for listeners just like you. Here's hoping you'll be one of our lucky winners. But you can always head over to the KBLA.store anytime for the best in KBLA Talk 1580 gear for yourself and great gift ideas. Now celebrating two years of being your go-to, we're KBLA Talk 1580, and we've got your back. Black. <laughs>
1: I'm Zoe Williams. The voice of reason. If your relationship is in trouble, I'm the dude to call. Has your soulmate become your cellmate? Does black love still exist? What are your bedroom turnoffs? Fantasies and fetishes. Financial infidelity. I'm dating a fat person. Are they worth the wait? wait? Trust me, this is going to be crazy. How about the heavy stuff. The child wasn't his, and he still had to pay child support. It's a very heated topic. I was that right. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. I
9: just have so many questions I want to ask you. I
1: like to kiss Is there something wrong with that? Damn. <laughs> he told me he had a vasectomy. I'm pregnant. Betrayal has been committed. He hit you with the bad patch routine. How does he maintain his humposity? He likes it when it pinches my neck. Why can't you open up, brother? I'm a karate man. Karate man rules on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses.
10: Yeah.
2: How do you write women so well?
1: So Williams. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason.
11: So here are 10 behaviors that can damage any relationship and may be affecting yours too. Number one, you stonewall your partner. Do you avoid difficult questions and conversations? This bad habit is called stonewalling. When you stonewall your partner, you're actively avoiding painful or emotional subjects. But those subjects are important to the health of your relationship by avoiding difficult conversations you're harboring unresolved issues with your partner. It's okay to table a hard conversation every once in a while, but ignoring an issue doesn't make it go away. Number two, you're too distracted. Do you give your partner your undivided attention? Do you text other people when you're together? Never underestimate the value of quality time. When you're together, your partner wants to feel important. They need to know that you enjoy spending time with them. But if you're distracted, your partner may feel ignored or neglected and your relationship may suffer. Number three, you get defensive. Few things are as important as communication. But what if your partner tells you something you don't wanna hear? Your partner may, for example, think they're doing all the work in your relationship. No one likes to hear negative feedback. So how should you react when your partner tells you something is wrong? Defensiveness can be destructive to any relationship. When you become defensive, you stop listening to your partner's concerns. Instead, you try to protect yourself. You may argue with them or turn the tables on your partner. Either way, you're ignoring the real problem and your partner doesn't feel heard. Number four, you criticize too often. How often do you criticize your partner? Even if you mean well, critical behavior can drive a wedge in your relationship. Not only is it frustrating for your partner, excess criticism also creates a negative dynamic in your relationship. You lose track of why you love your partner because you're too focused on their mistakes. Number five, you idealize your partner. Do you put your partner on a pedestal? You love your partner, so you may hold them to a high standard, but idealizing your partner can damage your relationship. When you idealize your partner, you're projecting your own preferences onto them. You love your partner for the person they could be, not who they actually are. Number six, you ignore your past. No one is perfect. Every relationship has bumps and rough patches, but ignoring your troubled past could destroy your relationship. Your history, good and bad, is the reason you are where you are today. It has shaped the way you feel about your partner and the way your partner feels about you. By ignoring your past, You're overlooking significant moments in your relationship and rejecting the struggles your relationship has yet to overcome. Number seven, you mislead your partner. Have you ever told your partner something you didn't mean? Deception can easily destroy a relationship. Lies and manipulation ruin the most important thing you and your partner have built together. Trust. When you stop being honest, you give your partner a reason to doubt you. Honesty. Isn't always easy. And some things are better left... Woo-hoo!
1: Uns- <laughs> hoo <laughs> Our number two,
11: the voice of reason.
1: Back in the building live on KBLA Talk 1580. Tonight's topic... It hit different. What happens when your love tank is empty? Huh? Don't you know that... Hey, man, if... If any of the behaviors that were laid out in that clip are prevalent in your relationship, it is siphoning off the fuel that keeps it going. Stonewalling, refusal to deal with difficult questions. That's a heavy one. But here's the interesting piece. In a way, in an inverted kind of way, Should we allow a certain level, a minimal level of stonewalling when we're guilty of hurting our partner and we know they need grace and space to be able to heal? Is a bit of stonewalling okay? Because stonewalling is basically withdrawing. Withdrawing from communication, not talking, not having the conversation, maybe they don't want to talk right now. Is that a diet version when you're wrong, does it justify a bit of stonewalling? one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eight let's get the ladies in here. They've been on the line the longest. Let's get them in here in Zynga, Pensacola, Florida. get in here. hey, good
8: evening, everybody..
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, hey, hey. What up, Nzinga? Good to see you. Thank
8: you, thank you. Um, I think what that lady explained is one way the love tank can go empty. I think a lot of times people may see it as, like, falling out of love. or But what she explained can be uh, another way, too. Um, I think that when that happens, I don't think sometimes there was any communication in the first place, maybe sometimes. Uh, When what she's describing, I think kind of piggybacking on what you said about how a man can allow his friends to pull his coattail opposed to his woman. Well, I think they're friends. So sometimes if you can become friends first, maybe it's easier to pull somebody's coattail. And so since you can't or what some would call as nagging, because to me, I'm trying to understand what doesn't constitute as nagging? Me just opening my mouth. So, you know, you run the risk there because a lot of men, they want to be able to. Some some men want to be able to dictate to you, and while you're not able to dictate to them, or not necessarily dictate, but to guide or, you know, whatever it is, you need to communicate with them. They can they misconstrue it or they consider it nagging. So I guess that's difficult as well. How do you overcome something like that where everything I say is uh like an attack almost cuz I
1: consider I think men would consider nagging an attack on them. But I think, I think men consider being listen to what I'm about to say, brothers y'all can call in and disagree. But I think when women and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about all women, okay? So just understand I'm not talking about all women. I'm talking about when good women, spiritually sound women, intellectually reasonable women, emotionally balanced women. Okay? When they push men to greatness, many men see that as an attack. I I know brothers don't want to hear that. I, I know brothers don't... Listen, my woman told me, she said, listen here, man. We was supposed to be way past where we are right now. (laughs) She said, but you was playing. Now, I might not have liked to hear that. But it's the truth. It was the truth. Right? See, good women are gonna push you, brothers. And oftentimes, I'm guilty too. I'm right with the rest of the brothers. I'd be like, who are you talking to? (laughs) What? (laughs) But again, good women are wired to push men to greatness. And sometimes that pushing gets translated as nagging. And I should say mistranslated as nagging. That's why i said in Is that fair in Zynga? Yeah, I think it's fair. Um,
8: Some men don't mind the push, though, because, you know, from what I've seen and listen to guys I know, sometimes they don't mind the push. Sometimes I've heard friends say that they wish that their woman would push them a little bit more or wouldn't, you know, sometimes accept uh, in, you know, anything that they have to give sometimes.
4: So, let, can, yeah,
1: I get that let me, you, know,
8: let me, you have to want
1: to push. Let me hit you with this. Years ago, I had a guy on my show, a spiritualist, by the name of Nichama. Nichama is a spiritualist, right? And he said something that was so profound about women, it blew my mind. What he said was, he said, you can put a woman... In a room without a man with some live healthy sperm and some water and lock the door (laughs) and if she uses that sperm you're gonna have another human being in there women have the power to manifest many men do not understand That when we come in with our baggage, when we come in with our wounds, we are bringing that to a manufacturer, a spiritual manufacturer. She will manufacture in your relationship everything you haven't dealt with within yourself. She will produce it. So, again, go ahead. mm -hmm. No, go ahead.
8: No, I was going to say, I think most men do understand that. But it's about the level of comfort you know or how they feel about it. are they willing to uh you know give up the raw the raw material so that way we can manifest it into something you know because what they say, you know you give a woman a house, she'll make it a home, you know blah 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 blah, they want you to have something to the table, but for me, you know love comes from the kitchen and it goes into the bedroom, so you know it's it's just all about. I think, too, what does he want to do with this?
1: So Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think sometimes, and I've been guilty of this, but what are your thoughts? Do you think sometimes men gaslight themselves into thinking that they've been marginalized or unduly criticized by their woman? And do you think that leads them to running out of gas for the relationship, right? For them, for themselves. They run out of gas because they're overthinking and talking and describing and logical and this doesn't fit. And uh, and again, she might just be pushing you, according mm-hmm. to David Dieta the way of the superior man, the woman is going to push you. And if you let her, she can push you to greatness. But do you be, do you feel like a lot of times men convince themselves that it's not pushing, it's actually attacking, and this leads to their tank going on E? What are your thoughts?
8: Um, I think it's about the approach. Not every woman has finesse. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have to... Uh, <laughs> to, uh, you know like when I used to go when I was younger they had the pharmacy they would add bubblegum flavor to the medicine so sometimes you have to or you know cherry or grape or whatever to make it more palatable so that way I would you know to the penicillin to make so I, I would take it you know cuz I had strep throat a lot growing up and so I think it's all about you know your delivery you know sometimes You can't always think about delivery. Sometimes it's just going to come out, you know, and I've had to learn because I'm, like, straightforward. So I've had to learn, you know, you have to have a little finesse and it's not what you say and it's how you say it. Right. And sometimes you have to make it palatable. What I remember Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show said, I can give you a steak dinner.
1: On a fine trash
8: or I can give you on a on a trash tr- uh, garbage can lid, that and right. I never that forgot that. Right. I never forgot that, you know. And I saw that when I was really young, and it left an impression on me. You know, sometimes it the, does. Vanessa, just come out,
1: Vanessa. This is how we you can, brought dabness to us. <laughs>
8: yeah, so I remember that episode. I just like, yeah, and so I just kind of that, like I said, it, that stay. I kept that in my front pocket, and so it's just. How you presented some women wait, haven't learned that
1: but wait hold on that's a good point but let's not leave out the men who even take the sweet kind well, nudge yeah. to go in the right direction because how how often do you hear women saying he's stubborn my woman told me i was stubborn today she was like damn it zo <laughs> you're just stubborn oh well, yeah
8: There is that. And then I do want to keep in, you know, state that sometimes some men are gaslit.
1: And and I'm saying gaslit, gaslighting themselves to believe a narrative that isn't true. Well,
8: sometimes it can be. they're They're not always. So then I take that back. They're not always gaslighting themselves, some men. But for the most part, if you're not used to somebody wanting better for you or your situation, you want for yourself then i could see how the gas lighting i could see how the tank starts running empty i could see how they start pulling away maybe to go somewhere where they don't have to you know rise up they can just stay
1: how they are so you know you do have that there it is in zinga pensacola florida girl i love this conversation wait before we leave tell folk oh she gone Ah man! All right. When we come forward, we got other sisters on the line and a brother on the line. They're all over the country. This is a hell of a topic. Let's keep talking.
2: Reasons. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear You're listening to disappear. the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Are you looking to steal your? You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe so Williams on KBLA Talk 1580.
5: Something about the way that you talk to me. Even when you're not all around, I feel you calling. I feel you calling. Yeah. Tangled in your love and your energy. Perhaps it was a way that you smile. I see you, boy. Born. born, did you boy?
4: Yeah.
5: I've been waiting for
1: Ladies and gentlemen, perfect, but to me.
5: Uh-huh.
1: To the voice of reason in his playlist are doing what they do. That's Snow electra. Y'all know what it is. The voice of reason in the playlist is unmatched. It's, it's untouchable. You got other stations now talking about their playlist. Don't no. Don't don't act. Don't act brand new. It wasn't saying nothing about no playlist last year. Zo get over here and start cutting up down. Now they now they got a playlist. I'm just saying, I'm I'm listening, I'm paying attention to other radio stations. You know, you know, you know, just little catch words or whatever, you know. You know, our playlist. What? Hold on, hold on. Zo Williams playlist is his co-host. Don't ever get it twisted now. If you're in a relationship that's running out of gas, you'll probably notice that you guys don't talk as much. Right? Guys don't talk as much. And when you do talk, it's superfluous talk. Superficial talk. Nothing really meaningful. The real substantive conversations are far too overwhelming and too emotionally intense to actually have without getting angry. So you avoid those altogether. That's going to drain the tank. You've also fallen into a sexless relationship. Wow, You know talking to each other deeply about real conversation, right? Real issues. that is an intimacy builder. Take that off the table. Probably not going to be as attractive to each other anymore. Right? That's interesting, right? You've fallen into a sexless relationship, but a sexless relationship is defined as having sex fewer than 10 times a year or not having sex at all in the last one to six months. Sexless. Nope. I had to Okay. All right. You no longer have any patience for your partner. <sighs> this one is similar to number one, but also it includes not having patience for your partner's actions. Uh, they sit down to watch TV on a Sunday morning and you groan. Uh, They make plans with a friend, and you roll your eyes. They talk about maybe visiting their family on the holidays, but you'd rather stick needles underneath their nails. Like, you just get frustrated and disappointed, right? Or, Or one or both of you doesn't want to try anymore. When the trying dies, oof, It gives birth to crying eyes. When the trying dies, it gives birth to crying eyes. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. Right? I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people don't want to hear it. this is tough. Ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are absolutely bonkers. Let's get our folks on the line who's been waiting. Atala from Houston, Texas, get in here.
9: Joe, why was I hoping you weren't going to say my name? ay, ay. what's going on, Joe?
1: Hey, you hear what I'm talking about? That tank empty. <laughs> you hear me? Oh man.
9: <laughs> I listen. I, I've never been in a sexless situation at the Torian. We just we just don't do that. It's, we'll stop talking before that <laughs> before that happens. Um, uh, I don't know. Has I don't know. Has, uh, your, my tank, to, has your
1: tank uh-huh. ever been on empty?
4: Yeah.
1: In a relationship, what yeah. did it feel like, and were you able to refill the tank, or did you throw the tank out? Did you throw the car out with the empty tank? Talk to me.
9: Yeah. By the time I get like to that point, the whole car is trash. It's
1: trash.
9: Wow. It's trash at that point, I I'm the type of person like I I don't I wouldn't want to call myself a nagger, but I definitely like will try and get to the bottom of something as much as I can, but if it's just not working, it's just not working.
1: Mm. So. Mm. so, what pushes you to that final moment of, my tank is empty and I'm no longer interested in refilling it?
9: Mm, I think once respect goes out the window, because I'm big on respect, so
1: respect. once
9: I see that there's like a blatant disrespect, for denial or like just completely ignore me i'm
1: like all right so <laughs> it's time to go mm. ha- uh, now let me ask you this what if there's still an emotional connection uh, can
9: there be at that point i mean yes
1: what if there's a, still an emotional a, connection
9: uh, on their part and a, <laughs> a,
1: an emotional connection and a physical <laughs> uh, and a physical connection even though the tank is on empty in terms of interest with regards to building the relationship up, trying to maintain the relationship, trying to pour into the relationship. You might be exhausted in your poor game, but mm-hmm. that attachment and the emotional connection might be there. How do you mm-hmm. reconcile that?
9: Mm, I mean, at that point, to me, what this is, is you still have, you know, people who want to to work things out that's different i mean
1: oh no no stay with me stay with me i want you to think about this when we come forward oh no we we're good wait a minute we got it (laughs) we ain't got we ain't got it we ain't when we (laughs) do i okay cool all right we got time i'm sorry it's just that i be wanting you i be i said it now i be's wanting you to have adequate time right Mm-hmm. To make your point. I don't want to cut you off. Because you're saying some profound <laughs> things. I'm setting up this question. Okay. I'm setting up this question. Oh, he set me up. You, no but you said if there's if there's still an emotional connection. Then we still got something to uh-huh. work with. So I want you to build on uh-huh. that. When we come forward. Okay. Alright then. Alright then. Attila, Houston, Texas. When we return. More heat. From the Voice of Reason. Nothing's ever perfect,
5: but you're perfect to me. Uh-huh. Been asleep, you're a dream, I need you. Though we got a past, I want you. And even when it's bad, I love you, I.
2: On fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of of reason with Zoe Williams only on KBLA Talk 1580.
5: Funny how I finally flipped the script on ya. When you the one who's double dipping, yeah. You so sloppy how I caught you slipping up. Uh. You're off the lease run me my keys. No more popping up the idiot. I ain't even got the miles of trip on ya. No phone. Who is this? Brand new, like the web Rack it up. No assist. Hey bitch, I average. Wake up. See, take a sit, look at my jeans, I'm too thick I ain't got no home for extra baggage Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings Don't leave no pieces You need to hurry and pick up your hood
7: So I wanna teach you the five signs that your relationship is over. Recognizing these signs is critical, even though it might be hard for you to accept it. Now the fact that you're even watching this video tells me that you're already thinking that this relationship isn't gonna last. And even if that isn't necessarily true, those thoughts that you're having that make you second guess yourself and start acting weird and clingy, those will destroy a good relationship. You have a choice to make right now. You either address the five things I'm about to talk about in this video or face the truth and end the relationship yourself because it's over. So what are the five signs? Sign number one, you don't feel like yourself. In this relationship, you feel like you're walking on eggshells. You don't know how to act when you're in public or when you're around their friends. You aren't sure if you should hold hands. You're uncomfortable talking about your feelings because you don't know if they're on the same page. All of these things mean you don't feel comfortable being you. And any relationship where you have to twist yourself into somebody that you're not in order to keep the peace, it only starts a war inside of you. And those kind of relationships, they always blow up. The second sign you're constantly questioning how you should communicate. If you're nervous about sending a text, asking if they want to hang out, or do you obsess over whether they opened your snap but they haven't responded, or how long it's been since they texted you back? Do they watch your Instagram story but not respond to your text messages? Are you compulsively checking social media to try to get the clues you need that it's okay to reach out? Any relationship where you spend more time questioning rather than talking about communication is a relationship that's broken. Sign number three. You think about where the relationship stands all the time. So do you constantly think about questions like, where is this going? Are we exclusive? Are we committed? Can I introduce you to my family and take you to a work event? How should I introduce you? What are you thinking? What do you say about me? Not knowing where you stand means this relationship doesn't stand a chance. Sign number four, you're starting to get annoyed. You're now the one opening snaps and not responding. You're saying you're too busy to hang out in order to send a message. You're hesitant to commit to future plans because you don't know the future of this relationship. You snap at them more than usual. All those cute little things that used to make you laugh, they're really annoying. And here's the kiss of death. If their name pops up on your phone or they walk through the door at the end of the day and you feel dread and not excitement, that's a sign that you're over this person. And the fifth and final sign, you're questioning whether or not you have the same values. If you're starting to feel like you're losing yourself, for example, maybe you're drinking more than you'd like. You're spending less time with your friends, you're skipping the gym, you're only doing things, for example, like listening to certain types of music because it interests them. This is a major problem. If there isn't a balance between the two of you, you will always feel like a less important part of the relationship because you are. Now here's a quick test to see if you're losing yourself. Just go out alone tonight with your friends and if it feels like a relief because you can finally act like yourself, that's a sign that this is not a relationship for you. I bet what
1: you Wow, Mel! Mel Robbins? Eesh, she's on fire tonight. Boy, that relationship gas tank can hit empty. And oftentimes, it's rooted in the quality of the communication that the relationship engages in, right? Gosh, if you feel like you're walking on eggshells because you can't talk, that's, wow, that's crazy. That's a heavy way to look at it. Byron Katie, the way to an open heart is an open mind. Close mind, close heart. Can't see it no other way. Can't shift your perspective. Can't get out of the past. Have to stay in uh, you know, the past, and it could have been this way, it was supposed to be that way, uh, it's not this way, and oh, my God, we missed an opportunity. Stay in that lane. Closed mind, closed heart. Whew. Ye Tablo, his quote, or I should say their quote, my heart was closed, cold, so I was self-conscious and cynical. Yeesh. Yeesh. But at the same time, here's another one. And I think men should make space for this, just like women should make space for this. Sorry, my cl- my heart is closed for renovation. Be back when the damage has been repaired. See, hurting each other is par for the course for a relationship. Uh, anybody out there that's out there talking like, oh, relationships ain't... ain't, ain't. It ain't supposed to be like, listen, people hurt each other, right? You have never had a clean person come into a relationship. Clean meaning clean of the, uh, the the wrath of being hurt. Clean of having the stain of hurt on them. Everybody has been hurt. And if everybody has been hurt and most people do not like looking at that hurt, chances are they will hurt you. My heart is closed to everyone. It's too frail to be played with. And so, It's heavy stuff tonight, y'all. Heavy stuff. These are relationship drainers. They will drain all of the energy out of your relationship. I need y'all to know that. If it's not dealt with, any infraction will look like the end of the world then. It's tough. Atala, Houston, Texas. Get in here and wrap your thought.
9: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I honestly do not remember what I was saying.
1: That's <laughs> um, a shame. That is, I mean. A while ago. You're very young. Um, <laughs> that's a shame. Now, me being I, I old. I was blown
9: away. All of them.
1: <laughs> you was what?
9: I was blown away. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a lot of information, but I mean, I'll say this. I mean, I if I reflect back on I'll say maybe my last three or four relationships, you know, in truth, I I don't feel like I was just really in it to begin with. Right. So Mm. essentially running out of gas for me was almost like an escape in the first place. So it's kind of a good thing. I was going,
1: oops, (laughs) out of gas. I'm I'm out of here.
9: I'm going to go over there and get some and then never come back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I don't I feel like if you're really, really into somebody or really into a relationship and you feel like you have really invested time and, you know, you feel like you have your person, then that, to me, is going to be enough for you to try and refill it together.
1: Right. It's not going to be one oh, person. So looking for wait, gas. wait, hold on. <laughs> if your person is a human and had a stupid <laughs> moment that hurt you. Then you're supposed to try to refill the tank.
9: I mean, it. I gotta be. I gotta be in it from from day one. All right. From I, day one.
4: I,
1: all right. I appreciate it, Atala. Once again, <laughs> Houston, Texas is in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. When I come forward, Denver, Colorado, and of course, l- these are legendary cities, by the way. Denver, Colorado, Battle Creek, Michigan, Houston, man, a hey, Atlanta, Georgia. We got legendary cities. L.A. I don't know where L.A. be at. I I don't know. I'm a L.A. just be slipping when we come forward. More from the Voice of Reason. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of
2: Reason with Zoe Williams. When we come forward. Come forward. you want some more, more. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580.
5: At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. made you leave your keys If I'd known for just one second you'd be back to bother me Lord. now go
4: Walk out the door Just turn around now you not welcome anymore Weren't you the one
5: who tried to hurt me with the hey Did hey. you think I'd lay
1: down Get and up party, and party with, with me I will They're like, boy, what is this? Oh, <laughs> My playlist is always my co-host. I will survive. Gloria Gaynor, ladies and gentlemen. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. Phone calls all night long from all over the country. Tonight's topic, what happens when you lose that spark? Hmm? What happens when your love tank is empty? Gosh. Stephen Hawking, right, famous physicist, cosmologist. He says, uh, like people, waves, when they meet, can either tend to enhance or diminish each other. He's talking about wave, the wave function. You know, when waves interact, you have crests and then you have valleys. And those valleys cancel out, those crests uh, enhance. So a lot of times, man, everything we've been through, we come at each other like waves, and it creates an interference pattern. It's heavy stuff tonight, man. And it's a lot of stuff to work through. Our relationships are very difficult and painstaking, but they can be very fruitful at the same time. If that's what we're ultimately in search of, a deeper understanding of how to make it work. How long is too long to wait for a relationship? Psychologists say you should wait at least two months, right, until you ask the other person to be exclusive with you. You might decide to commit to each other sooner than that, but generally speaking, eight weeks is a good timeline, right? What if you're already committed and you're waiting for things to come back to normal? How long should you wait? Come back to normal after an infraction. How do you know if it's worth staying with someone? Well, number one, you have to ascertain if the both of you are committed to growth. Do you genuinely respect one another? Do you share some common values? Do you share a vision? Are you willing to forgive one another? Gosh. Forgiving is not just speaking. A lot of times people speak and energetically and spiritually, they haven't forgiven a damn thing. They holding on to that tighter than a damn anaconda, holding on to a capybara. You like the way I said that in the country way, capybara. They just holding on to it. Gosh, man. You want it to stay? You gotta open up and lean into it. Right? Let's get these callers in here. Haru Ali been on the longest Battle Creek, Michigan, legend time. Let's talk.
10: Peace and love to all. Honest though, everybody, the guy, Tavis Smiley, Andy, I ain't think about you, or Arabia. It's all good. Listen, um, it's been my experience that um it's been my experience that nobody appreciates peace until pain is present. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Nobody appreciates no, peace until pain is present. Come on.
10: Listen, I'm I'm guilty of it myself. I know it. When I broke everything in the military, all that stuff, it was like, everything was all good to something broke. Until I broke something. Listen, uh, the Fed now, all the stuff that's going on, Here it's like, go. Really? Here we really? Go. Is is this what we're really doing? Is this what we're doing? So I'll end it on this right here. Personal projection versus personal accountability. You know the person that you're dealing with. You know, and you've had conversations. And sometimes it takes their presence to be absence for you to truly appreciate and have gratitude for them being there. I'm going to leave y'all with that. Because we only have so many minutes, less than four minutes. Peace and love to the family of nations. Stay safe and stay dangerous.
1: My brother Haru Ali brought Battle Creek, Michigan, in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. The number to dial is one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Cali Soul, Denver, Colorado. Get in here and finish cooking.
12: Peace, everybody. Peace, though. I was gonna say, our in in my um humble opinion filling your love tank is something that is up to you kind of like baking a really beautiful dessert or going and having a really wonderful dessert somewhere and your partner put having something to put into your love tank and lending something to your love tank is like the port wine that goes with the dessert
4: Mm. But to me, your
12: dessert your your love tank should be complete all by itself on your own, and that way you know, like you don't have a problem with them going and giving and receiving love everywhere, and I don't mean like sharing your body and all of this stuff, but I'm just saying in general, like. We're, we're spiritual creatures, so we're meant to give and receive love at all times. We're not meant to shut it off. But when it comes to partnerships, we always want to put ownership around it and put gates around our partners. You should be experiencing freedom, love, appreciation, truth, and sincerity in your, part, in your relationships. Freedom is the first thing, and a lot of times when we don't experience that and we don't give that, It doesn't feel good, but your love tank, is that's your responsibility to keep full. And what your partner gives to that is like an accoutrement or a a fine piece that also accents it. And that's all I have to say.
10: I
1: love it, Cali, Soul, Denver, Colorado, in the building. Listen, I start the conversations. You finish them. Tuning into this show is not about you agreeing with what I'm saying. It's about you exploring what I'm saying and us exploring together, right? That's what this show is about. Let's explore together. The conversations you're afraid to have with your partner, you can have here every day. You can call in anonymously. But don't be anonymous when you call in. But you you can call in. Say, my name is Charleston Heston. That's fine. But the reality of it is, if you don't have these conversations, if you don't get used to having these difficult conversations, trust me, the relationship is going to run out of steam. We need to have substantive discussions. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother is up next to keep this Monday fire going. You already know who's on the line coming up next. It's my brother Danny Morrison and the Danny Morrison Show. It's going to be crazy. And I will say this. Do not forget my television show airs as soon as I go off the air. Oh, my goodness. The Situation Shift. Get that app our TV 78 and tap into the situation shift with Zoe Williams. I'll see y'all tomorrow with another slapper.
5: Done dealing with you, don't know how to deal with me. Done with you, don't know how to love me. Done dealing with you, so I'm back. It seemed like I get so much and don't get nothing back. I really thought it was love, but just so f***ing wack. Always get caught up in love, but I am done with that. I can't get caught up in love, so now I'm, yeah, flexing on my exes and my Model X, pretty little skinny, little bitty body Model X, some of y'all ain't never had no real, but shows, I keep it 100 from my head down to my toes, back up on my bush, back up on the move, touchdown in my heart.